sisters, in our gospel today, we hear about this poor widow, practically destitute. And she's elevated as this great example. This widow has very little money or material possessions of any kind. She has no abundance. But because of her deep, abiding love for God and her trust in God, she offers, she gives anyway. She donates out of her poverty. Our Lord himself, he observes, he says, she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on, says Jesus. Now, one could make the accusation that she was foolish, reckless. Isn't she concerned about saving her money and preserving her life? How is she going to survive? On the surface, yeah, it might seem pretty bleak for this poor widow. But there is so much more here than meets the eye. This woman is not stupid. She has a wisdom that Jesus is highlighting, a depth of spiritual knowledge and understanding that is cloaked by her rugged, weathered, outward appearance. This woman is totally anchored in the providence of God. She is not weighed down by the trials that often mark the pilgrim journey that we call life. This woman of sacrifice, there she is once again putting in her two copper coins, all that she has. This woman of sacrifice making again another big sacrifice. She's used to it. She knows what she's doing. And the life that she receives, the hidden yet real life that she receives from investing from her poverty, it's more, it's more than worth it. It's the best transaction that she could ever be a part of. And she makes it over and over again. And it's not a one-way transaction. It's reciprocal. And the life, the grace that she receives after the investment of her heart is made, investing in the providence of God, investing in the covenant, the disbursement she gains when and after she responds to her God of love is incalculable. It's a superabundance that others are blind to, this inexhaustible gift, and it's one that's really fleshed out in our first reading today. Who do we find in our first reading? By no accident, we find another very poor woman, another widow, this fighter of a woman from Zarephath, fighting to survive, eventually placing her trust in God by way of this holy prophet, the prophet Elijah. And what happens to her when she places her trust in our Lord with the little that she had? Well, she and her whole household are taken care of way beyond this woman's wildest dreams. The visible sign for them was that their food supply never ran out. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of God's providence, what it looks like when one is open to it. And what is that very source of our Lord's providential care? Where does it come from? Well, we need not look any further than the pierced, sacred heart of Jesus Christ that is exposed on the cross. Our Lord Jesus, the God-man, pouring out his life, surrendering his whole self, his whole being to the Father, laying down his life so radically, so heroically, so that we may have the fullness of life, no matter who we are, 
no matter what state and life that we find ourselves in, no matter if we've drifted off the path of flourishing. That's the truth that Jesus died for us, this ultimate sacrifice. And our Lord Jesus, who was and is a man of sacrifice, he wills that we follow in suit, yes, to a lesser degree than what he himself faced during his passion, but sacrifice nonetheless, and not an empty sacrifice, not a meaningless one, not a shallow one, but a full-bodied, rich, and lasting sacrifice like his, this ongoing sacrifice that is clothed, that is nourished, that is completely saturated in love with a greater good and full view. Friends, we currently find ourselves at day number seven in this month of all souls, in this month of November, this time when we're invited to remember, to give thanks for, and to pray for all our family members and loved ones who have gone before us, all our faithful departed who walked in their time to some degree that path of sacrificial love, following the footsteps of Jesus. On Thursday of this week, we have Remembrance Day. In a special way, then, we honor, we devoutly recall, and we continue to pray for all our beloved deceased brothers and sisters who served in our armed forces, most of them total strangers, yet still beloved soldiers and sailors and pilots and nurses and chaplains and supply personnel, all those who stood up to tyranny, those who stood up for those who couldn't stand up for themselves, those over the course of our nation's history who defended not just our national sovereignty, but who, when they were called into action, defended all that was good, true, right, and beautiful across the globe. And yes, this week leading up to Remembrance Day, we prayerfully honor these brave men and women, along with their families, who were asked to sacrifice and then willingly went the distance to sacrifice so much. And this weekend, friends, we're also called to examine our own lives and to acknowledge and cultivate a deeper appreciation for our own 21st century battlefields that we ourselves are called to engage in. Yes, to be aware of our battle for souls where we get to fight alongside one another and for one another in this blessed work of our Lord's that we're called to participate in. And you know more than just to be aware this weekend, we're also urged to stay vigilant in this battle that we, that we cannot avoid as beloved daughters and sons of the Father, as soldiers of Christ. Now, we know a very common theme in stories, war, war stories about battles, skirmishes, is that men, the men and women fighting in them, most of them were just regular, everyday folks who had regular, everyday jobs before being called into something extraordinary. And the real heroism unfolding in the midst of truly horrific and ugly circumstances. This is common across the board as we look back at those stories who fought for our freedom. And friends, the virtues that all these war heroes had, all these regular Joes type had, we got them. You have them. We all have them, these virtues that at present, a lot of them lie dormant. 
And Satan, the evil one, would for sure love nothing more than for them to be kept hidden, unused, under the surface, tranquilized. But how bland is that? You know, the cardinal virtues of courage, temperance, justice, prudence, the great theological virtues of faith, hope, and love, each of us has them. And sure, in these you know, months like we find ourselves in, where the days getting shorter, darker, colder, rainier, sure, it's tempting just to try to create a comfort zone, a refuge that we can just crawl in and hibernate, just to keep our faith to ourselves, to just indulge a little, maybe caving into those temptations that creep in. But friends, we know we're made for more. And those glorious, righteous virtues that we have, they're there. No matter how burnt out we think we might be, no matter how far we think we're being stretched with family life and the work life and all the million tasks that stare us in the face, those righteous virtues we have, you have, and they're there to be exercised to give life, to give real life. Abiding in Christ, abiding in our Lord, we can stare down that bumpy road of life and say, okay, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you again, Lord. Lord, help me to push. Help me to give of myself for the glory of God, for the good of others. Lord, help me spend myself wisely to sacrifice with you. That's it, brothers and sisters. This is the, the Christian pilgrim journey we got to make use of every single day that we've been gifted with. Because who knows when? You know, we'll take our last breath. Who knows when our Lord will call us? And yes, these rainy days, these overcast days, these colder days in November, they are, are for sure not signs communicating to us that we're permitted to resign from our Christian duty or to put life on cruise control or just to bear down, put our heads down, and just to survive a dreary month. No, no, there is blessed work to do. There is God's work to do in this time that we've been gifted with, to virtuously collaborate with Jesus, relying on his providence. There's nothing better, and we're all being called in again to this blessed and extraordinary action. One by one, brothers and sisters, one by one, let us fight that good fight to save souls, to do so together, and to rejoice in the blessings that our Lord has for us. Our Lady of Perpetual Help, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. And may the souls of all our faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen.